Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I'm your host, and I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Thank you guys for stopping in today. And we'd love for you to go to our website, thehousinghour.com, where the treasure trove of information is held. You can share this show, past shows, all of our series with friends and family. You can put it on social media. We'd love to interact with you. That's how we get our word out. And we love what we do. And we'd love to have your suggestions and feedback. Um, We would encourage that. Uh, We definitely can be found on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour. Uh, Twitter at the Housing Hour, um, and then Mark can be found on Pinterest. Mark, I'm going to do a webinar on Pinterest. <laughs> I always give him a hard time about Pinterest, um, but seriously, uh, we want to thank you. And you know, there's so many new avenues for social media. You have Snap, Snapchat. You have Instagram. I mean, that's just. And if you don't understand those, go get your teenager. That's right. Exactly. Are, are we periscoping this? That, you know what? We are going to start doing. That. We've actually thought about doing that. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for coming in. And Mark and I have had a few shows in the last few weeks, in the last month or so, talking about things that we can do to help our community, Um, trying to really shine the light on programs that are available, things that are already in place that they just would love for you to plug in with them and get involved. And so with that being said, today we have an extraordinary guest. I tell you what, this guy's been around. Jonathan Haskell, who's the executive director of Yoke. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Absolutely. You and I were talking off air a little bit about the event that happened, um, I guess, what, three weeks ago or so? Something like that. Maybe not that long. Um, At Fulton High School, it was sort of a community forum where people um, were able to come and, um, I guess, vent their frustrations, but also listen from community leaders. And you and I spoke about how there were some panelists, and there are there are a lot. There's a lot of things going on, and 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 you made a tweet which which um, was very positive, and it was in hopes of maybe connecting some of the people that are out there that don't see hope. Maybe they don't see an avenue, and you very, I guess, wisely suggested, hey, let's have an event where we can connect the people who are out there that want to volunteer with the actual organizations that are the boots on the ground. That's right. Uh, you know, and I've, I've not been part of organizing these meetings, but we've been just excited. You're a visionary. <laughs> That's what my wife says. <laughs> That's why I missed that stop sign, because I'm looking into the future. Right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've, I've not been involved in, in, in leadership or in organizing these meetings, but we've certainly wanted to be playing a part. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think from the people I've talked to and from what I've observed, what we're looking for in these meetings is not just a, an opportunity for people to come in and air their grievances. And that's an important part. We need right. to hear what's going on. We need to hear Absolutely. what the problems are. We need to lament the mistakes that we've made as a church, as a community, as organizations, as neighbors. Mm-hmm. But if we don't address 
going forward what the solutions are. What are the next steps? What are we going to take from this? How are we going to solve this problem? Mm. Then those meetings are really pointless. And that's so and, true. And so I'm always going to those meetings, and I know the people that are behind the scenes are looking, all right, what's the next step? And to me, you know, like I told you off the air, there, there was a, an audience full of people wanting to know how can we make a difference. And there was a, a stage full of people saying, we're trying to make a difference, but we need people and we need resources. Mm-hmm. And my, my thought that night was, how do we get these people together? Right. And so that, that was just a suggestion that mm-hmm. came. And, and fortunately, you know, with social media, like you said, mm-hmm. Twitter was just a way to, to kind of capture everybody's attention that night, even if you couldn't get time on the mic. Yeah. And so our, our suggestion was, you know, why don't, we, why don't we come together around this issue and, and try to connect these people that want to make a difference with these people who need help. So. Uh, you know, and I tell you, that makes so much, so much sense, Jonathan. And with President Obama mentioning uh, Zavion's name, um, and then you had the Super Bowl thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it, there's such a spotlight, if you will, right here, right where we're sitting, literally and figuratively, mm-hmm. um, in this community. And I think that's a positive thing in the sense that Xavion was such. Uh, uh, am I saying his name right? I think so. His name, his name is so relevant right now in this discussion. But his um, act of courage, combined with the absolute tragedy that happened, was a perfect recipe for this to become a huge issue to think, talk, and to motivate, inspire people about. Unfortunately, the result was the loss of a life, two lives actually, um, including the the person who perpetrated it. But um, it has become such a polarizing issue. And if you think about what people were there talking about the solutions, there's also organizations. Let's talk a little bit about just your organization as an example, because um, I know that, that Yoke has been around for almost as long as I've been around, which is <laughs> a long time. It's coming up on it is for almost 40 years old. Right. And it started out of a desire, I guess, the uh, John uh, Cotney yes. um, was <clears throat> the visionary, if you will. Uh-huh. Talk a little bit about, you know, what he felt he needed to do, and he had the faith to go ahead and do it. Talk a little bit about your organization, the genesis of it, and what it is that you guys do. It really came out of John had a passion for students, and mm-hmm. and uh, Young Life was very instrumental in John's mm-hmm. uh, coming to Christ and becoming a follower of Christ and in his development uh, but John really had a passion for middle school students, and at that time, there was nothing going on for middle school students. That's hard to do, by yeah. the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just there, kidding. there's very few people who have a passion for, <laughs> well, for middle school ministry. I've got one going into middle school, so. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's a tough crowd sometimes. It is tough, yeah. But John was a youth pastor, and he had a desire to reach middle school students, so he started an after-school club at what was then Christenberry Junior High School. Wow. And uh, it's grown from there. Now, almost 40 years later, we have similar programs, after-school programs, and it's really about mentoring from the top of our organization to the the kids that we reach. It's a mentoring program uh, that we reach uh, into 26 middle schools across five counties here in East Tennessee. Mm, That's amazing. I, I think that there's maybe some misconception about what some of these programs do and what they offer. And you mentioned, I think I read in your about us section that, you know, the mentoring is a key and you just Mm -hmm. mentioned it. Um, you know, how do you, how do you guys develop a vision 
for what you're going to do each semester, each year? Because I have to imagine your strategies have to change because things change. You know, social media, you have things happening in the world. How do you guys change how you reach these kids? Well, the the culture is changing, but we're really reaching into so many different cultures, too, mm. because re- having a club and reaching kids here at Vine Middle School, just a couple of blocks away from where we are, mm-hmm. is radically different from reaching kids at Rutledge Middle School in Granger County. Those are just two different cultures, mm-hmm. and, and you have to—our uh, program is similar, but uh, it it. It's not communicated in the same way in those in those two different cultures. Yeah. But we we're really known for those after school clubs. Mm-hmm. But for us, that's really just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs give us a chance to go into the school and to begin to meet kids and and build relationships with them. Our clubs are an hour long. Depending on the school, they may be right after school. Uh, in some of our inner city schools, like we talked about, uh, they're actually part of the community school program mm-hmm. that our, our Knox County Schools has developed. Uh, in some of the schools, uh, they're actually in the evenings, and you know, parents are actually bringing their kids back, or kids okay. are walking back to school at night, bringing their friends uh, to be a part of that yoke club. But uh, like I said, we really look at that time. It's an hour mainly of just fun and fellowship and games and and silly songs. Mm -hmm. And then we we bring it down at the end with a a character lesson from Scripture that we've prepared. Each club has a theme, and and we have a curriculum, and we've got games and skits and songs that go along with each program throughout the year. Now, do you have volunteers like I think— You've got so many churches around here. You know, you have small group leaders that say, hey, they want to give back. So the, a small group might go out and lead yeah. a club for a day. Is that how it works? It's, it's a very wide variety. Uh, mm-hmm. We like to have at each school, we like to have a team of 8 to 10 mm-hmm. uh, volunteers that we call yoke folk. Mm. Kind of catchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get a hat with that on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get a T-shirt. Okay. Uh, we haven't done hats in a while, yeah. but we do have T-shirts. Um, but we're recruiting those volunteers from a variety of different sources. We we would like ultimately for every school to be adopted by at least one local church mm-hmm. so that that church says, hey, as part of our outreach in the community, as part of our youth program, we do yoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our goal because uh, we know that we Yoke can't be in that community 24-7, but mm-hmm. a, a church can. And we want those kids to have a local connection even beyond uh, their time with Yoke. Um, but uh, we're also recruiting from colleges. Uh, mm-hmm. We have most of our Yoke folk are college students uh, that are involved in ministry. Some of them in- intentionally involved in ministry. Some of them it's, a, it's mm-hmm. an assignment. But we're recruiting students from UT, from uh, Johnson, from Carson Newman, and from Maryville College, uh, even from Pellissippi some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we actually have uh, kind of a leadership training development program for those college students. So we've, we've almost got two separate mission fields here that we're trying to reach uh, with the, the college students on one hand, the middle school students on the other. Yeah, I mean, because you can hear it in people's voices when they talk about mentoring and for giving back. And it, as it might be almost better for the mentor, you know, because it, it, there's something about giving back, you know, and that's what the way God intended it. When you give back, you pour into someone, it really fills you up. You mm-hmm. know, they're getting filled up, but at the same time, you are as well. That's and right. I'm sure that that's a, a big benefit of what you are doing as well. It is. Uh, and, you know, 
as as the executive director, my main responsibility, I think, is to pour into my staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and my staff, they're primarily pouring into their team leaders. Mm-hmm. Those team leaders then in turn from what they're getting from us are pouring into their teams. Mm-hmm. And those are the guys that are pouring into those relationships with the middle school students. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to the club time, we encourage each of our, and we actually track it as an organization, we encourage our volunteers to uh, uh, keep up with what we call kid time. Mm-hmm. And that's just connecting with the kids outside of club. It could be a phone call, a text message, you know, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our volunteers, our yoke folk, are going to ball games or going to concerts, just hanging out at McDonald's after club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to a group of students at Johnson recently who'd had a slumber party for their, uh, all the girls from their club had gone mm-hmm. out and stayed in the dorm for the weekend. Nice. Uh, I have another volunteer who has a Bible study every Thursday morning at Crystal uh, wow, for her girls, it. you know, before school. So, mm-hmm. um, a, that's, chi- a chili pup and a Bible study. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you need for the day. In the morning? <laughs> yeah, well, hey. <laughs> that better come along with some prayer, right? <laughs> But uh, that's where we're really seeing the impact mm-hmm. is through those personal relationships. And then like you and I talked about, we also have camp. Uh, we have a weekend of camp in the fall, a weekend of camp in the spring where we're taking the kids out uh, from the environment that they're used to and, and getting and exposing them to new things and new people and, mm-hmm. and uh, really getting a chance to pour into them. And then we have uh, in the summertime as well, we have a series of what we call summer adventures, mm-hmm. uh, a series of day trips that the kids can get involved with. And summer's difficult for us because we're a school-based ministry. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for ways to keep in touch with those kids through the summer. So well, it's a great I, chance to do that. I love the whole concept because, in you know, there's so many different organizations out there. Emerald Youth Foundation serves a certain purpose. Yeah. Yoke serves another purpose. And then you have Big Brothers Big Sisters serves mm-hmm. another purpose. You know, and then you have the church, which also serves a very important purpose. You know, so there's all of these different people that are speaking into the lives of our youth and you even have teachers they serve a very vital purpose to this whole process Um, as well as second harvest food bank for instance that helps and we sponsor a few schools to put backpacks in the hands of the kids who need it and it's all just one big cycle where we can give back we can help and there's always needs so we're going to continue talking with jonathan haskell with the yoke uh, he is the executive director. Um, he's a good yoke folk over there. So <laughs> we're going to continue speaking with him uh, right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the housing hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate the the opportunity to bring some very important information to you. And we're here with Jonathan Haskell. He's the executive director of Yoke. And you can find more information at yokeyouth.com. That's Y-O-K-E-Y-O-U-T-H.com. We'll also have that on our website as well for you to check out and you'll have his contact information more about the program and we've been speaking this morning about uh, his role at that great organization and also maybe even some bigger picture items we had of course last uh, couple of few weeks ago we had um, the discussion at Fulton High School revolving around um, Xavion Dobson's tragic situation 
and how that struck up some conversation and some community discussion. And we spoke in the first segment also about there's a lot of people that are saying we need more help, we need more support, what are people doing? And thankfully, this is the opportunity for people like Yoke, people like Emerald Youth Foundation, people like Big Brother, Big Sister, the other organizations that are involved, to be able to step up to the mic, literally and figuratively, and present what um, solutions that they do have in place. Uh, Before we move on, and I think Mark might have a question, real quick, and then Mark, you can ask your question. How do you guys... How are you able to coexist with a school, with the whole, you know, religion and school and things like that? Because somehow you're able to do it harmoniously and, and not have anybody, you know, getting too upset. Yeah, it's uh, it's a partnership. Uh, years ago, uh, our founder, John Coatney, uh, set us up with Knox County Schools as a club, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Beta Club, 4-H, uh, mm-hmm. Future Farmers, uh, Kiwanis. Mark, Mark was in the Future Farmers. Kiwanis has a key club, uh, yeah. if you've ever been a part of that. Um, and and Yoke is an after-school club. Uh, mm-hmm. And so because of that, we've been able to use school buildings, school mm-hmm. facilities, uh, and that's where we meet to this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is our clubs, you know, nothing is mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, kids come because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come because it's fun. And, right. and they have a good time. And, and most of the kids that come, come because another kid invited them. Right. And that's the, kind of, uh, that's the kind of action and buy-in that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and schools are different. Some of our schools, you know, we have to have parents sign a permission slip uh, mm-hmm. so that their kid can come. Some of them, uh, you know, it, it does, it, the right. kids just come. And, and again, it varies if this, if the schools, you know, if it's if the club is after school or if it's in the evening. If it's in the evening, obviously the parents are bringing the kids back, so they, you know, they know mm. uh, what's going on. Uh, but everything that we do is uh, we're open. We, you know, any kid can come. Uh, we don't discriminate in any way. They know who we are. And uh, like I said, most of the the uh, the hour of the club is fun and games, mm-hmm. and it's really just a chance for us to get to know the kids. We do at the end bring it down and, and bring uh, a, a very relevant, very applica- applicable uh, character lesson from mm-hmm. Scripture. Uh, mm-hmm. But we really don't look at that time. That that's not our preaching time. That's not our time to indoctrinate the kids, you know, or to to tell our a Bible lesson. That's not our main goal. Our mm-hmm. main goal is to begin to build relationships through those clubs. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how we've been able to uh, to function well, in that great. capacity. Because I think it's a, it's a natural fit, and it's not mandatory. But I think it's a, a natural way about going um, through this process. Did you, you well? Have and along those lines, because I see these pictures on it, and it looks mm-hmm. like the kids are having a ton of fun how do you go about as far as the training piece when you start to recruit volunteers and so what type of training do you put them through mm-hmm. um, what what's required of them well we we obviously we have to do uh, background checks on all of our volunteers that are going to be working with that's children. that's one good thing yeah. <laughs> um, right. we have an application process they have to have references uh there all of our uh, volunteers are interviewed they go through the interview process we have a training uh, a session with them. We have uh, a handbook that they get that, and all of that's available online. You can look at that on our website. Um, but then we also try to put new volunteers with more experienced volunteers. And at each location, we've got uh, volunteers who've been doing it for years. Um, our team leaders are primarily adults. 
uh, our team leaders are primarily not college students. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's a youth pastor, sometimes it's a community volunteer, sometimes it's a retired teacher. Uh, so we've got a wide variety of people that are involved in these after-school clubs. And then at least once a year, we have uh, a retreat weekend. We've got that coming up in March. Well, we call it Leadership Weekend, and our leaders are actually going away for a weekend. For a weekend, and we're just uh, we're going to be bringing in some guest speakers, and then our staff is pouring into them. Uh, again, that's that's, a, that's our time that to awesome. to yeah. kind of pour into our leaders as well. Yeah, I think that's so good that you do that because the work um, that you do, and anyone who is pouring, as Inky Johnson says, pouring out the bucket, you right. know, emptying the bucket. <laughs> you know, when you do that over and over again, and middle schoolers are, are I'm telling you, they they take a lot out of you because they have so much energy, and it takes a lot of energy to to do the good work and. You know, having those type of retreats to fill up your bucket again, I mean, that's good. And I think that's awesome that you you make that available. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for people to understand that. And, I mean, you, your leadership and then the staff, because you have, you have paid staff, I'm assuming, right. correct? Mm-hmm. And then um, out of that paid staff, then you depend on volunteers to be successful. Absolutely, right? we so, we couldn't yeah. we couldn't be in twenty six schools uh, right. in five counties with just our paid staff. That's there's, right. <laughs> there's no way. And then, as a part of that, you're pouring into your staff, and then they're pouring into the team leaders, and then the team leaders are pouring into the students, mm-hmm. and then hopefully. You know, if we're going to effectively change our community, that is exactly the funnel that needs to occur. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, let's talk about that because um, everybody's asking the question, how do we transform a community? You know, our community, not that it doesn't need transforming, but our community is awesome, actually. And we have, I mean, you can even see that as a result of the last few weeks people coming to the forefront and the solutions that are coming in place. But let me just ask you that question. It's kind of a big picture question, but how do you transform effectively a community? Relationships. Mm, That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I always tell people uh, Knoxville is a fantastic community, Uh, but it's not perfect. Right. And we all know that. Mm It's easy, and, and Knoxville is, is very divided in some ways. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to sit in one part of town and, and look at those issues as those people's problems. Mm. Um, mm. That, that's their problem. That doesn't affect me. And nothing's going to change unless we get over that attitude. Nothing's going to change until those people become us mm. and their problems become our problems. And that's when we can start to hopefully see some change. And that all begins with relationship. It's very easy to sit in one neighborhood or one uh, part of town and, and shop and build relationships and work and, and feel like it's all, you know, it's all together. Every, everything's working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start to reach out and build relationships with people from different parts of town, from different backgrounds, from different socioeconomic status, uh, who have different experiences and a different uh, set of values, that's when you really begin to grow as a person, and that's when you can really begin to interact and, and affect change. Wow, that's so deep. And I think that that is key because there are many, many people who— um, want to 
you know, point fingers in some ways and they say, well, you know, if, if they would just get their act together or if this group would just get their act together <laughs> or if, if they would just stop doing this or that. Just you know, stop it. Right. Just <laughs> just stop it. Um, and I think that you you struck a chord because the real hope, the real solution is to go over and say, hey, you know, let's talk about this. Let's become a friend. Let's 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 go over there and take some action and plant seeds and be a part of rather than, you know, being a part of them, you know, and those are just so key uh, ingredients, I think. And we're going to continue this conversation with Jonathan Haskell. He just dropped some dimes right here <laughs> in the housing hour because um, for all of us, it's important to understand that. And that's so key. And so his organization is reaching out to those communities. And we hope that we can help you realize what you can do as a part of his organization right after these messages with the housing hour. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. You can go to thehousinghour.com and learn more. You can also go to the brand new website that MIG has released, Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. It is also a treasure trove. Mm -hmm. It's rich with content that you can consume about pre-qualification, purchasing a home, refinancing a home, the wide variety of products that are available to people in our community to help them. Um, hey, you want to reverse mortgage or learn more about it? You can go to MIGonline.com. It's not for everyone, but the content, the information is there. If you need to know more about an FHA loan, a USDA loan, a THDA loan, which are for first-time homebuyers, you can find more information online, MIGonline.com. It can absolutely get you the information you need and then more importantly, connect you with the person that can help you um, get to, from point A to point B and then to closing, which is what we want to do. So again, we have Jonathan Haskell in studio with us. He's the executive director of Yoke. You can go to their website, yokeyouth.com and learn more. And uh, Mark, you had a question. Well, I do because uh, go back to er everything costs something. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so there's a funding uh, issue in every organization that I know of. Sure. How do you get your funding? Who who do you reach out to? How do you do it? Because you know, truthfully, you are under the radar in a, in a lot of the. Uh, things that I've seen, you're just not up there. And that's intentional in a lot of ways. So how do you get your funding? Uh, it has been intentional. I, I would say, uh, and, and you know, I'm new to the organization. I've only been with the organization since December. That's one of the things that the board uh, hired me for was I have a, a background in nonprofit management. I have a background in church ministry, but I also have a background in marketing. And uh, they wanted me to help uh, get the word out more about Yoke. Uh, so that, that's come one, out of the yeah that's one of the things we're working on and uh, I'm doing that primarily through relationships again uh, getting out and talking to people about yoke but we're working on 
website and social media and being involved in, in uh, this you know stop the violence movement has brought some extra attention to what we're doing but yeah 90 percent of our uh, income as an organization comes from donations from individuals wow. uh, we do have uh, some churches that support us and again like i said uh, talking about the program we'd like to have a local church adopt each club, mm-hmm. adopt each school, and, and we can help them do that if they don't know what that means or what that looks like. But we're hoping that that is not only a source of volunteers for us, but but a source of financial partnership as well. So I, a lot of churches have Yoke as part of their outreach ministry. Uh, I'd like to see more churches mm-hmm. consider Yoke as part of their outreach or missions budget or even their youth budget. Um, and, and we want to make that a reciprocal relationship as well, where we're not just always coming with our handout, but we're looking for ways that we can be a blessing and a resource uh, to that local church. Mm-hmm. We do have several events throughout the year that, that uh, like most nonprofits, in fact, we've got a golf tournament coming up May, I the, saw that. May the 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three we, Rivers. We'd love to have you guys come and participate mm-hmm. in the golf tournament if you'd like to do that. We'd we're, like to chew up some uh, fairways. Yeah, yeah that's right. We're going to have two flights this year. Uh, wow. Last year was the first year we had a, f- a morning flight only and this year we're going to have a morning flight and an afternoon flight it's a shotgun start teams of four are uh, four hundred dollars a piece mm-hmm. uh, you can get a corporate bundle on that where it comes with a whole sponsorship for five hundred dollars so it's a very that's a deal well, it's well, a hundred that's pretty cheap that's uh, good it, it's really yeah. uh we're well, you're stretching the dollars again I, i'm new to the organization i'm going to tell you we're not asking enough but right. you, you you're not you better get in this year right. <laughs> three rivers is a good is a good course three yeah. rivers is a great course and mark has is, is been such a great help to us in putting this tournament together but mm-hmm. that's coming up and, and you can go to yokeyouth.com slash golf mm-hmm. for the all the information about that there's we'll post that there's sponsorship opportunities there as well uh it's the jeff jarnigan uh mm-hmm. golf tournament great jeff, guy. jeff's involved with that uh great supporter of yoke um, so we have that in the spring, and then in the fall we have a we have a banquet right before the the school year gets started. Uh, right towards the end of August, uh, we have an annual event where we usually have eight hundred to a thousand people uh, mm-hmm. come to a dinner, and and we're kind of just sharing the story of Yoke and what a difference that Yoke is making in a in young people's lives, in uh, in the life of a school, and the life of churches, and the life of the community. So. Right. One of the big things that I think of when I think of organizations like yours, like Emerald Youth Foundation and others, you know, and everyone speaks about, you know, well, you know, at church, my pastor is always talking about money, you know, and I hear that all the time, you know, and, you know, well, pastor just, you know, all he wants is our money, which, you know, that's just crazy. It's just not true, number one. Um, and it depends on what your philosophy is. It depends on what you believe. But it's pretty clear in my family that, you know, giving 10% is, is just, I mean, the, the tithing is just a minimum. You know, we want to do other stuff because if we're going to change our community, we need to put the wind in the sails of people like Jonathan's organization. You know, Yoke Youth is that organization that can help really change the lives of people all across this incredible community. And it doesn't take you know, a brain doctor to realize what is helping and what's making the difference. So, you know, you've got our support in terms of this is the way to go. People, I mean, this little um, golf tournament, we need to go be involved in that. Yeah, we do. That's just a, a little small thing that we can do. But, you know, the other thing that you mentioned, too, about the relationships in the mm-hmm. previous segment, 
you know, relationships is coming on here and talking with our community, you know, mm-hmm. going to the event that was at Fulton, you know, get reaching out to people and helping educate them about what you really can do to change your community. So the events that you have going, the website is really user-friendly. There's plenty of information out there, but it seems to me that they hired the right person to get the word out and you have a marketing degree, you're doing the right, you're pushing the right buttons. What other things can we do as a show, as a community to help to kind of give the the information that's needed out there? Come see us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm always inviting people to come and, you know, we have, we're so strate- strategically located. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can look out my office and see Fulton High School. Mm-hmm. And I tell, I always tell people, you know, you talked about the video at this, on the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, and I tell people, if you pause it in just the right place, you can see my window <laughs> <laughs> when that drone uh, camera yeah. goes up and spins around and, and kind of gets that view of North Knoxville there. Yeah. But um, we're, we're in such a strategic location to make mm-hmm. a difference in this community. So come see us, come see what we do, come visit a club, mm-hmm. uh, see what the clubs are like, and then just help us get the word out, uh, support us financially, but, mm-hmm. but come and partner with us as well. We're always looking for more volunteers. We've got uh, three schools in Knox County this year that we were not able to start clubs because we mm-hmm. didn't have enough volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were Vine Middle School, mm-hmm. uh, Bearden Middle School, and Farragut mm-hmm. Middle School. Wow. We've had clubs at all those places before, mm. uh, so they're open. Uh, they've invited us to come and be there. We, we just had a hard time this last year getting enough volunteers, so we're always looking for more volunteers. I am happy to say that uh, we kicked off a new club at Vine Middle School yesterday. Oh, so wonderful. So I, I was there yesterday with my team, and I, and I told them, I said, hey, that's my neighborhood, that's my school. Uh, and, and it's the closest school to our office, so uh, you know we're gonna we're not gonna tell people that we're not at Vine anymore. Right. So we actually had about four of our staff that committed to go and and help uh, get this club going again. We had three volunteers that joined us. We 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 got a whole page of volunteers that uh, said, yeah, we're interested in helping. So, have uh, you had your first meeting? Uh, we did yesterday. How, how was the turnout? Um, the turnout was was still a little iffy because we're still trying to get the word out. Um, I know the school has has really wanted us there, and the staff the staff at administration at Vine is such uh, they're so strong and mm-hmm. they're so talented and and they're such big supporters of of uh, Yoke, mm-hmm. um, and they've been trying to get the word out. But you know. Um, uh, Middle school students don't always listen right. when the announcements come on and, right. and they say, hey, pay attention, please. Right, right. <laughs> so and it's yeah. going to be a slow process. And it just takes time. I mean, that's what building something takes. It yep. is, it's not just going to happen, you know, right away. Right. <clears throat> Anything that is worth fighting for takes some time to build. And so I'm sure that you have the right people in place. And, you know, in, in the last minute that we have, um, we have such a, a opportunity here. And... One of the things that I see in a lot of uh, communities is that there is a missing ingredient to what makes up a family. Sometimes that means that a father is not in the family. Mm -hmm. And that is unfortunate, but that's the need that's out there. The need is big because if a family is missing a key ingredient, then the way that God designed us is that somebody else comes in and helps to helps to fill maybe not that specific role, but can be there as a mentor, mm-hmm. be in a relationship with that family. You know, Big Brother, Big Sister, Yoke, Emerald Youth Foundation, all of these organizations are working 
together. So Jonathan, why don't you just give us some closing words? I, I recently came across a youth speaker by the name of Josh Shipp. Uh, S-H-I-P-P I'd encourage you to look him up on YouTube Facebook uh, website Josh said something in a recent talk that just really impacted me and my team he said the difference between a kid being a statistic and a kid being a success story is one caring adult Wow! and uh, we heard at at Fulton um, the uh, Judge Irwin Mm -hmm. said said listen I'm I'm pro-family uh, families are important, but you don't have to be a parent to make an impact in a kid's life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would encourage people to do. Identify one kid in your neighborhood, in your church, in your community, in your school that you can pour yourself into. And if you don't have one, Yoke can help you. Jonathan Haskell with Executive Director with Yoke. Thank you so much for coming in today on the Housing Hour. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We'll be right back after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. We're sticking with you right here on the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, your host, here with executive producer Mark Griffith, an amazing individual in his own right. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We've had a great show with Jonathan Haskell, who is the executive director at Yoke, um, connecting middle school kids with Christ. It's a wonderful organization, and uh, they do a good job. I tell you, they have quite the uh, foundation that they've set um, for 40 years. That is amazing. And they reach out. They they are the hands and feet. They definitely do the action that we speak of, what they need is more volunteers and more support. They do. And, I, you know, you just wonder how you go about getting people involved in this. I mean, if you've never touched anything, if you don't have a kid actively in middle school, how do you get involved? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things he said that appealed to me that might appeal to others mm-hmm. is the fact that you have you have a community of faith believers, so you can participate in this community, and mm-hmm. you can have fellowship with the other mm-hmm. leaders. Mm-hmm. And they, they are actively involved with the leaders in training throughout the year, and they have uh, banquets in the, you know, at the end of the year, in the beginning of the year. Right. With all these things, you know, that's something for maybe a retired person. He mentioned a retired teacher was involved. Yeah. Maybe if you're retired, you're looking for a way to plug in into the community. This would be the place. You nailed it, man. That's right. Because if somebody's moving into the area yeah. and they, you know, it's so hard. Let's just be frank. It's so hard to, to, to make friendships as you get older with people who have like-minded, similar things. It is. It's very, very hard unless you work with them. And sometimes, you know, not that there's anything wrong with your coworkers, but you just don't have anything in common. Well, there know? may be a lot of opportunities in your church, but That's maybe right. you're an active leader in your church and you say, hey, look, we can, we can go out here and get, you know, uh, some sponsorships to open up that uh, beard in middle school. Help, you know, if you're in the West Knoxville and be a leader in there and recruit mm-hmm. four or five other people. Maybe it's a Sunday school class that volunteers to do or this. Or a small group. Or a small yeah, group. Absolutely. I agree because it, it doesn't sound like from a time consumption standpoint, 
we're not talking about dozens and dozens of hours per per week. You know, it's, well, it, it doesn't. And you know what it sounds like to me? It's like vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I have done that every That's single right. year. And, and it's a lot of fun, seven days. You know, you just have all these activities in this fun. It sounds like a little bit less stress than vacation mm-hmm. Bible school in one solid week. Spread right. it out over 12 months, and it becomes a lot more manageable That's right. and a lot more fun. And And the other thing, too, is that you don't have to be the one – fix all for any situation it's a community of people and it does goodness to use hillary's line it does take a village it does but you know and that's just the fact it takes more than just you or your situation to help fix or help to bring a solution there's there's many many pieces to the puzzle and jonathan i tell you he's real sharp guy i used to know him when he was over at salvation army and it was a different ministry it was a different set of circumstances, and he he's a very he's very good at communicating what the needs are, and he has some very um, he's very opinionated, and that's a good thing. You need to be. You need to. He's got a feeling. Here's what I feel about this. Here's how I feel about this, and he's not just talking about it. I mean, he's he's actually putting the action behind it, you know, right. and we, we, we miss that sometimes from people. We do. And, and he's such an interesting guy. I, I, we, we just talked to him as he was leaving. He's going to come back on the air. So we've got some other shows yes. planned already. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're coming to the end of this show and we want to, again, thank you for stopping into the housing hour today. Don't forget to go to our website, thehousinghour.com, and check out this show, past shows, share it with your friends and family, maybe your small group leader or possibly your pastor. Um, your worship leader or your kids ministry leader or anyone in between we'd love to hear some feedback or maybe give us some additional information that you would like to help um, spread the word spread the gospel and pour into these youth because the only way we're going to effectively change is by looking in the mirror and saying hey what can i do to help so that's it for today we appreciate you coming into the housing hour we'll see you next week right here thank you That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.